a very successful man, business-wise, family-wise, spiritually. He's got a long resume. He has advised people in the Congress. Bob Benoit has written two books. Uh, even some of his publishings have gone all the way to Wall Street Journal. I mean, he's just a very successful man. I can go on and on and on with his resume, but the most important thing I can say is that he's successful and he is a financial expert. And we are so blessed today to have him at Impact Church. And beyond that, he loves God. He's a man of God. He hears from the Lord. He loves integrity and he loves stewardship. He's just a man of God, a mentor, a coach, an impact. Without further ado, let's get up on our feet. Let's put our hands together and let's welcome Bob Benoit as he comes to preach the word of God. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's celebrate, let's shout, and let's welcome Bob. God bless you. Well, you guys have a lot of energy here. I like it. I like it. I'm going to just receive it, right? Yeah. I have an accounting background, and, and anybody knows accountants, we don't have a lot of high energy. We tend to be dull and boring and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Um, again, I just want to thank, thank you, you all and, and thank the leadership team um, for your hospitality and love. And uh, thank the worship team for, oh man, I, I can't even fathom coming in and setting up every week and, and then going through three services, just amazing dedication and, and talent um, and uh, submission to really uh, worshiping God. And uh, I'm just going to uh, invite the Holy Spirit in if that's okay, because um, I, I bet you'd prefer to hear from him rather than from me in the flesh. So I'm going to just do that because I like to do that. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Lord, we pray you'd have your way today. Not only in this message, but in our life afterwards. That you would teach us how to walk with you and be led by you. So Lord, Come, come, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, amen. Well, the Lord's in us. It's not like he, he needs to come, but there's, there's another dynamic. There's another level of the manifest presence of the Lord that, that's wonderful and beautiful. And um, sometimes all we need to do is ask, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So we just ask, amen. I am your financial expert. Um, I, I have a long resume. I actually get tired going through it. Um, owned many companies and um, have been in very high places in finance, um, influencing Congress and the Securities and Exchange Commission. And, um, but, but really, I think my, my specialty is more in success. I know how to help people succeed. Anybody want to succeed? I know how to help people prosper. And I've done it with hundreds, maybe even a thousand people one-on-one -on -one to help them prosper. They don't even need to be saved. Uh, a lot of them weren't. But they did what I said. And they prospered. How can somebody have that kind of ability? I'll tell you. 
It's the Lord. All I do is I ask the Lord to help me help them. And the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and it's a spirit of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and counsel and power. And what happens is because the word is in my heart, the word comes out of my mouth. So I'm giving counsel with the word of God, which doesn't go void. And um, so that, that's, the, that's how to do it. Um, and one day I, I decided, you know what, I, I think I'm going to do this for me. I think, I think I'd like to have all that money that they make, you know, and, and stop getting my hourly rate kind of thing. And, and I'd like to succeed, but I'd like to do it with you. And so I created a company called Lord and Benoit. And I'm the Benoit, and Jesus is the Lord. Little did I know what would happen when you put the Lord first in your business. When you put the Lord first in your business, you're not the CEO. And for the first two years where I had no revenue, um, I came to the realization, because I was calling myself CEO, that I'm not CEO. I am not in control. And in the process, we were in the Wall Street Journal influencing Congress and just all kinds of wild and crazy things that are way beyond what I could think or imagine. But it was just the power of God working through us to, uh, to do what he wanted to do. But the Lord was first in everything. And that's a company, but it's really me. And I'm saying that because for you, if you put the Lord first in everything and you follow him, Jesus would say, come follow me. If you follow him and therefore you're being led by the spirit, I guarantee you, you will prosper. Why can I guarantee it? Because it's truth. And the truth is what we're going to talk about today, the word of God. Uh, I kind of have two, two parts to this. Um, the first, I, I, I call it painful. Uh, I'm actually going to go through a budget with you, okay? Um, anybody have a budget? Yeah, about maybe a few people. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go through it fairly quickly, but I am going to explain it because we do have a responsibility in the flesh to manage our finances. It's a flesh thing. I'll tell you right now, one plus one is two, it's flesh, it's flesh. But what we can do is also walk in the spirit and we can see um, how that, that responsibility that we do in the flesh, which comes from hard work sometimes, um, when combined with the spirit of the Lord and Lord and Benoit, go forth into a land, it's with power. It's power, and he's the power. So, so here is a spreadsheet on how to do a budget. And um, so this is, uh, so we start out with our pay, and then we come out to our net pay, and then, and then we have some tithes, offerings, and a whole bunch of necessary expenditures. And way, way at the bottom and down there, there it says savings, a foreign concept to Americans. It should say credit card debt, right? That's what it should say, right? Um, 
Okay, and I'll just explain it briefly if you want to do this. Um, and I, I suggest you do it. If, you, if you're borderline in your finances, I suggest you do this because it'll take you, it'll, it'll bring understanding, it's factual. It'll bring understanding to your finances and make you realize what you need to do. Um, so in the first column, what that is, is uh, it's an exercise you go through. You go through your checkbook for the last year and you look at all the expenditures that you've made and you plop all those numbers in there and, and you come up with totals and then in the, uh, the rest of the columns is your prediction, it's your budget, which in many cases it's just uh, one twelfth of a year's worth of expenses, but it could be different, you know, like if you have rent or things like that, that changed. Um, it's a good idea to save some money too. If you're not saving money, um, you'll realize what I realized one day, which was my two daughters needed to go to school and nobody was really willing to pay for it uh, other than me. So um, those are big numbers, you know, these days. And um, so it's a good, good idea to, to save if you can. And if you can't, um, think about it. It won't happen unless you do it. Sometimes you need to do it just like your tithe and just put money there. Um, all right, so we'll take this slide away. We'll go to the next one. Now, hasn't your pain just gotten relieved? Don't, don't you feel like, ah, now I can listen to this guy with those numbers thing, you know, who likes numbers, right? Who likes numbers? About half of you should like numbers. The rest of you hate numbers, right? It's painful. That's why they have accountants. That's why they make so much money, by the way, is because nobody likes doing it. Uh, so I'm just going to talk to the concepts and biblical concepts. Um, so we see the word tithe. A tithe is a 10% of your gross income. And um, I've always tithed. Um, I, I never really thought about it. I never really tried to get legal legalistic with it. Um, I just did it. Um, I, I, I felt like if the Lord says test me on it, I'm like, I'm going to go with that. Um, and, and really, that's trust. If we can trust, if he can trust us with our money, if he can trust us with the money, we can trust him because he is trust, right? But if he can trust us, guess what he does? He does um, something that happened to me, which was, was a brook uh, uh, of, of water coming down, and my job was to give that money away. So I had some companies that were just 100% of the profit would go to the Lord, and plus I would do tithe, plus I would do offerings. I do tax returns for a living, and people would come to me with financial problems that were Christian, and um, I would see that they didn't give because it's part of the tax return. And they refused to give. Um, they said, it's, it's the law, I'm not under the law, blah, 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 blah. But I have never, ever, 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 ever seen a person prosper who didn't tithe. Never. No, how many tax returns? Zero. And they would come to me adamant in their, legal, in their interpretation of the word, and they wouldn't give. God wants us to give. He wants us to give. It doesn't make sense. He just wants us to do it. How many people want to please God? How many people at the end of your life want to hear God say, well done, right? 
we, we ought to be pleasing God. If it pleases him, just do it. Just do it. Make the money disappear, then you can't spend it. If you just do it right away, right? Check comes in, goes out. Uh, okay, um, there goes that, so I can't spend it. Good? Anybody need any questions on uh, budgeting or money or giving? Or? No? Okay. So let's move on. Because what I'd like to do is to uh, go over prosperity. And, and there's a scripture that, that I have here. It's in Third uh, John 1, um, where John was um, writing to uh, uh, Gaius. And he said, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. Just as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. And we're going to talk about walking in truth. Because the first is a prayer, right? That's a prayer. He's, he's praying over, over his um, ch uh, spiritual child. Um, but the next is what the Lord says to do to prosper. That the truth be in us. And that we walk in the truth. We walk in the spirit. We're led by the spirit. We're led by the spirit. So um, there are a couple words that the Lord gave me uh, for you all, and um, so just receive them if they're for you, and um, realize it's the word. Um, if you don't think it's for you, it is. Uh, <laughs> he says, I am the power, and I am the spirit. And those who walk in the spirit will prosper in all they do. So what the Lord's saying is he's the power. It's not my power. It's not Bob's power. He's the power. My job's to connect with him. My job's to walk according to the spirit. Uh, Romans 8, 14. For those who are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. How many want to be a son or daughter of God? How do we do it? Being led by the Spirit. Right? So it's not salvation here that I'm talking about. This is being led. This is after salvation. This is power. Being led by the Spirit because he is power. How do I know that? Isaiah 11, 1 through 2. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, this is Jesus, and a branch shall grow out of it, his roots. Uh, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit, now here we're, we're, we're seeing Isaiah is defining who God is. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel and might or power in the spirit of, of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So here Isaiah is, is seeing uh, this uh, uh, Jesus being born in the spirit of the Lord's on him, and he's noticing 
the attributes of God, that the spirit is wisdom. You want to you be successful? Guess who can help be successful at anything, whether you're a parent or, or, or whatever, whatever your role is in life? Wisdom is him. He is wisdom. Jesus became for us the wisdom of God. It's him. It's him. The spirit of the Lord's wisdom. So we can, we can go to him and ask for wisdom. That's how you get wisdom. You ask. We can get understanding to move from zero-based budgeting, where we're not, we're not, nothing's happening, to another level. Or to, to move ministry to another level. It's through the spirit. It's his understanding and knowledge and counsel. He's the great counselor. He's willing to teach us as we go. So, we get in the spirit, right? We work. How many people know how to get in the spirit, right? If, if you don't, this is how you get in the spirit. Set your mind on things above. Where Christ is seated in heavenly places. Okay? So I'm in the flesh over here and, and, and work stinks. There's all kinds of garbage going on. There, blah, 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 or my kids are out of control. Where, wherever you're at. you know. And the old man wants to come up. But the old man's been crucified with Christ in Romans 6. He's been crucified with Christ and he's been raised again. So the old man is not in control anymore. The spirit of the Lord can be in control, but it's a choice that a believer makes. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus who walk according to the spirit and who do not walk according to the flesh. So the spirit and the flesh are at enmity against each other. And there's only so much room in the glass and you either have spirit or flesh. And you know when you have flesh. And everybody around you knows when you have flesh. Even though you're a believer. Our job is to take that flesh and deny the flesh. We don't do that through discipline. We do it through the spirit. It's the spirit who fights the flesh, uh, Romans 7. It's the spirit of the Lord that will um, cause our flesh to decrease and the spirit to increase. It's a choice. We can make that choice in the middle of any day. But we should be seeking first the kingdom of God. If we're seeking first the kingdom of God, the word is in us. I was telling a pastor, I said, you know, it's kind of weird that's going on with me is that when I'm speaking, it's like truth. <laughs> truth. <laughs> and I'm giving counsel, wise counsel, and it's truth. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? And then I was reading Romans. Uh, if, what number that is? I don't know, maybe 10. Apostle Paul really analyzed Christianity in Romans. Um, so it's a great place to kind of step back and look at it. But... Um, I thought, what's going on? And we were at a, a home group meeting, and there I was right in front of my eyes, that, that um, that the word is in my heart, and the word comes out of my mouth. It's in my heart. My heart is so full of the word of God. It's so full of the word of God, the living, beautiful word that, that tells me who the Lord is. I know him, I really know him. I 
the real, I know the real him through the word. Guess what? He is the word. Jesus is the word. He was from the beginning. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So Jesus is also God. In, in, uh, first, uh, in John. The very beginning of John. It starts out that way. The word is Christ. From the beginning to the end. This is him. It's not drudgery. It's life. It's life. It's him. It's him telling us about himself and his ways, which are not our ways. When we're in the word like that, it'll, it'll, it'll keep us from being deceived by anything. Because in John 10, it says that the, that the, that the, um, the sheep will hear my voice, and they will not hear the voice of the stranger. How do we do that? We get in the word. Put it on our heart. Put it on our heart daily. Seek first the kingdom of God daily. And all these other things will come, by the way. How do we know if we're walking in the spirit? Uh, Galatians 5. Beautiful rendition of walking in the spirit. And uh, in verse 22 and 20 through 25, the fruit of the Spirit, this is how we know we're walking in the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, no matter what's going on. And joy, no matter what's going on. We're walking in the Spirit. We have joy. If we don't have joy, we're not walking in the Spirit. No matter what's going on. Peace. No matter what's going on. The patience. No matter how long. How long. I have patience. I'm in the spirit. Hallelujah. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That means no anger, no emotional this and that, no anxiety, no fear, no, no ugh, flesh. Because we're walking in the spirit, and the spirit and the flesh are at enmity against each other. Our flesh is more powerful than the devil. I'll tell you, it is. Yep. We don't see, we don't see the teaching about how, how we take the spirit and pounce the devil, right? Although we can do that. Um, it's our flesh, often. Stress, anxiety, worrying. Greed, lust, power, envy, corruption, flesh. It's our flesh. And we have a choice. We can walk in the flesh or walk in the spirit. Make sense? How many want the spirit? How many want the flesh? <laughs> you wouldn't dare, right? Okay, next word I got from the Lord, because I was asking the Lord for a word uh, for you guys. And I think this is in particular for you guys. He said, um, you tell him this. I am the word. I am the spirit. And my disciples abide in me, my word. A disciple is different from saved. A disciple is a follower of Jesus who counts the costs and does whatever pleases the Lord. 
That's what a disciple is. We're saved is sort of selfish. It's like I'm, I'm not going to hell. But we don't want to stop there. We want, I don't know about you, but I want to be a disciple. I want to follow Jesus. I want to do what pleases him and store up treasures in heaven. Because that's what happens when we please Jesus. There are treasures in heaven. He'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. He's not going to care about our money. The money stays here. He just he prints it. You know, it's just not a big deal for him. Money can be flesh. Flesh. And in the world, we see it, you know, more, 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 more. Um, and you can get more. You can prosper financially, very much so, when we connect to the Lord and we have him as, as our CEO, when we have him in control. You can. But what happens sometimes is he protects us from ourself because we're not ready to handle it. Because if we got it, we would be flesh. And it's, it's the enmity against the spirit. He doesn't want that for us. So some scriptures. Scripture will keep you grounded. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. John 6. Uh, uh, what I like about the book of John John really knew Jesus. He really knew that Jesus loved him. He really said that he was the one Jesus loved. That's pretty special, and it's truth. It's truth. So the cool thing about John is you're going to get to know Jesus. Um, so in John uh, 6, 63, Jesus said, it's the spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, which is the word, are spirit, and they are life. There's life in the word, life, life, life. Galatians 5 again, uh, verses uh, 16 and 17. Paul, Paul's teaching us, and he's analyzing, and he's saying, uh, so I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You see how walking in the Spirit is how we deny the flesh, not discipline. Discipline sounds like, I won't get mad next time. I won't get mad. I won't get mad. Nope, I won't. I won't get mad. I, I won't lose it, or I, or I won't get anxious anymore. Nope, I won't. I refuse to get anxious anymore. Um, it doesn't work. It's the flesh... Flesh cannot defeat flesh. It's the spirit of the Lord that defeats flesh. So walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. He's talking to believers. These are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. All right, third part is... Um, what I call the way, or what the Lord called the way. So I asked him again, and he gave me another word for some of you. I am the way. I am the narrow path. Follow me. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. And John 10, he says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he'll be saved. And we'll go in and out and find pasture. Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. Remember we talked about pleasing him? We do that in faith. We do a faith. We give him the giving, right? It, we just do that in faith. We just believe. Um, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Seek first the kingdom of God. And all these other things will come. The Lord knows you need that, and so do the Gentiles. And it has to do with money. If you, if you read it in Matthew, he's talking about money stuff, you know, provision. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What's the reward? The reward is him. When we seek him, he lives in us. And the fruit of the Spirit is with us. and comes out of us. And we're gentle. And we're kind. Not because we're doing it out of works. It's him who we've chosen to have lead us and fill us. And be overflowing with the fruit of the spirit. And self-control. And patient. And all that stuff. The Lord said to us this, this past year. I want you to sell your house. And I want you to sell your business. And, and um, so I tested it. Talked to my wife. I said, I, I really feel like the Lord wants us to sell my business and, and the house. And she said, okay. And five minutes later, she went upstairs. She's unpacking, and she's getting ready to move. Right? So anybody who's been married for a while knows that that's, that's God. Right? Because that is not your typical response. Um, right? So I, and then I was like, mm, uh, uh, what am I going to do after that? And, and, and where am I going to live? And he says, I'll, I'll let you know when your feet hit the ground. Okay. I'm good with that. Now, that goes against everything I've ever taught in finance because I've always been about get the vision, you know, you get the prophetic insight, you get the vision, you plan, you put the strategies and you execute and prayer teams and you go in spiritual warfare and, and go get them. And that's what Lord and Benoit was. And we did. We went into very, 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 very high places, influencing um, all kinds of groups. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I'm just going to um, – I just felt like the Lord was saying that, that some of you may feel like this is a strange – teaching um, I'm kind of new to all of this stuff and um, what is the doorway and the doorway is Jesus the first step is salvation being born again it's what he wants us to do when we are the Spirit of the Lord comes in us. The world knows nothing about the Spirit because the Spirit does not go in them until they confess Jesus as Lord. 
The good news is that we've all sinned, we all fall short, right? That's good news. We're a good company. <laughs> but the greatest sin is unbelief in Christ. It's not believing that he came down from heaven, had to die and be crucified and shed his blood and then be rose again. It's, it's hard to believe that that God would ever do that. Why did he do that? Because it was the righteous requirement of the law that blood be shed. And it wasn't working. He had to send his only son, who he loved completely, totally, and have him suffer, suffer for our sake and nail our sins on the cross. what he needed to do. Our job is to receive that great work that he's done. Receive it. Accept it. Believe. So I have a question. Do you feel like the Father is calling you today? Will you accept the work that he did on the cross? Are, are you willing to confess Jesus as your savior like you really needed to have him do that? And are you willing to accept Jesus as your Lord, the one you follow? So if that's you, I, I just want you to open up your heart to God, not me. Not anybody else, but you and God. And repeat these words after me. Why don't we all repeat them just to um, uh, not make it uncomfortable for somebody doing it for the first time. But don't, don't repeat it unless you believe it. So um, just repeat after me, right? I repent for not believing you are the Christ, the Messiah. I repent for sinning against you. I accept the work you did on the cross, nailing my sins to the cross. Jesus, you are the Savior of the world. Jesus. You are my Lord, Jesus. I will follow you forevermore. Holy Spirit, I welcome you in my heart. Receive the Holy Spirit. Just in the conclusion, I'm just going to go back to 3 John again, uh, 3 John 1, 2 through 4, and I'm going to emphasize a few things here. I pray, somebody pray for you. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testify of the truth that is in you. 
the word of God is in you. And just as you walk in the truth, walking in the spirit, being led by the spirit, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Amen? Amen. Thank you very much. Let's give him one more round of applause. That was awesome. That was great knowledge. Great, great knowledge. How many people are